Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of A Case for the FBI, Cross-Examining Reality. I am Cassie. And I'm Kristen. And today for the intro, we're going to start talking about my most favorite artist of all time, the wonderful, the amazing, the talented, Posty Maloney. The inimitable. Exactly. There's so many positive adjectives I could use to describe. Mr. Austin Post. Austin Richard Post. (laughs) Gotta love him. So what what are you going to tell us about today regarding uh, Mr. Post? So as anyone who has any taste in music knows, um, you know, he just dropped his latest album on Friday, June 3rd, 12 Carrot Toothache. If you have not listened, what are you doing? Because, okay, anybody who knows me well, you can ask Kristen. I have been a stony stan from the beginning like I was just like he's never gonna make an album better than Stoney like don't get me wrong I liked beer bongs and Bentley um but I was like there's he's never gonna be able to touch the level of emotion that he put into the Stoney album right guess who fucking proved me wrong Mr. Post himself he did that honey oh my gosh I there's not one song on there that I don't like Mm -hmm. I love how he carries the like teeth theme throughout the entire album yeah I also enjoyed like at first like it kind of it took me a minute to like almost register what he had done but there is no pause in between any of the songs like literally one song ends and like escalates into the next song there's no pause in between huh and the reason I noticed that was because I remembered like hearing the end of a song and immediately the beginning of another one. And I was like, that sounded weird. There's no pause breaks in between any of the songs. I don't know if that was something that Spotify did or if that was his intention, but it was just like effortlessly one flow. Interesting. I hadn't noticed that. I, I listened almost all the way through the album, but I hadn't picked up on that. So obviously I need to re-listen to it. Um, and see, because I'm sure, like, at this point, everything that these artists are doing are with a purpose. So right. it's, like, whatever whatever he chose to do there was on purpose, you know, because he could have had, like, a few second lag to, like, end the song, mm-hmm. but he didn't. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's what most songs are. It's, like, you know, there's, like, a beat at least in between. Right, right, yeah. Um. So what is your, if you had to pick a favorite, what is your favorite song from the album? <sighs> I really like wrapped around your finger and then I also really like wasting angels that one there's like this one part in it um where it it almost sounds like it's him in like a gospel choir almost wow like I'm telling you when you listen to it you just like get chills oh my gosh like man don't miss I just can't, I can't even explain it because I truly thought that this man would never, because if you've never listened to the Stoney album, like he poured his heart, that was his first album. Like he poured his heart and soul into that album. There are like songs that make you like want to cry. There are songs that make you want to get up and like take shots of tequila, like Mm -hmm. just overall, just like so much emotion and effort put into it. Beer Bongs and Bentley was definitely more upbeat kind of more poppy rap than Stoney mm-hmm. was it was definitely a lot of like 
he had a lot more hits on that album for sure because mm-hmm. you know you could listen to it in the car and jam to it you could listen to it at the club and dance to it um so he really surprised me with this very just emotional journey and I would give it a 10 out of 10 yeah yeah I feel like now especially because he's at that point in the in his career where like he doesn't have anything left to prove like he's already a superstar people he knows that people are going to listen to his music so he's going to make something that's authentic he's Mm going to make something that he wants Mm -hmm. to put out not like the record label is going to make him put out a certain sound yeah um and I wonder too with his um upcoming fatherhood if that has also changed him as well right and the kind of music that he writes that is such a good point though like thinking about like how I almost wonder if he kind of like planned it the way he did like obviously you know he had to put out stoning and see how it went but I almost wonder if he was like okay like the people liked this let's give them something that's a little bit more mainstream and then you know, once I've kind of gotten those two groups of people who like me for my authenticity and Mm -hmm. my ability to be diverse, like, let me bring them in together on this, like, album that I'm, like, making out of, like, true want, desire, and passion, because it really did, it felt like he just put, like, him whole, his whole self into the album. It was crazy. Yeah, like, now he can do whatever he wants. Um, How do you feel about the album title, 12 Carat Toothache? I, you know, at first it didn't make a lot of sense, obviously, but, um, I think once you hear how many references he makes to like losing teeth, spitting out teeth, Mm -hmm. his teeth hurting and stuff, it kind of, it's an interesting dichotomy, if you will, of naming the album and then continuing that theme throughout the majority of the songs. Yeah. So now that begs the question, because I'm sure there will be probably later this year, they will, there will be a tour to follow up this album. Is there a price limit that you have in your head where you're like, that's too much? No, no. I would literally, I almost said I would sell Sadie. That's a little extreme, but maybe a kidney. (laughs) Wow. I didn't realize that you were like, going for the black market type tickets oh if I have to I will I want to be in the very front row where I can look him in the eyes yeah and see him singing to me you want to see all those tats up close and personal especially after COVID because we thank God we're able to see him right before COVID happened Mm -hmm. um and going those couple of years without being able to see anyone really in concert I mean I saw Elton John recently but no offense to him he's no post alone <laughs> <laughs> I only went to see him on his farewell tour but like he's no post Malone you know? right um but yeah definitely want to be front row and center for the next go round. yeah yeah we went to the concert together and I thoroughly enjoyed it because like I will be the first to say I'm not nearly as big of a fan as you are like you know I like his music whatever I came out of those doors after that concert and I was like I'm a full-blown stan yeah like I love his music he is just so talented he's such a great performer like Mm -hmm. he's just real yeah you know like he's able to like tell you personal stories and you know that like the music that he's singing it's come from a personal place like you said so I'm sh- like now with this new album he's just like fuck it this is who I am you know mm-hmm. this is my life and all that yeah 
I mean, like, not to be dramatic, guys, but literally, like, listening to Kristen talk about that and thinking back on the concert, I, like, got chills. <laughs> it was awesome. It was, like, I wish so badly that we could relive it. So hopefully, I personally haven't seen anything about a new tour. Have you? No, I feel like they'll probably give it a little bit before they start, like, announcing it I even really loved the album cover um we all know I'm a I'm a hoe for some butterflies I love fucking butterflies but it was real I I really liked it I thought it was different but I was like I would want like I want a shirt with that on it yeah well go to the concert honey you can get all the merch I'm gonna get all of them is it a butterfly with like a knife um I haven't looked too close at it I feel like I might be confusing it with one of 21 Savage's album covers. Hold on, let me pull it up. I know he definitely has an album cover. I think it's like a rose with a knife through it or something like that. It like it looks, it's like kind of a it almost looks like a knife, but also kind of like light. Oh, like a door opening almost. Yeah. How interesting. Or it could be like a lightsaber, maybe. Yes, we love it. <laughs> That's interesting. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I hadn't looked at it too closely until you just showed me. So that's interesting. How artistic of him. I know, because it's like you can kind of, I don't know. I didn't see it as a knife at first, but now that I look at it, like I could see it that way. I saw it as like a stream of light. Yeah, like someone left the window open or something. Yeah. Interesting. He he left it up to our interpretation. That's what he wanted us talking about. What does this album cover mean, Posty? Worked. He had us thinking. (laughs) Um, so another thing um, in in much more melancholy news that I want to talk about in today's intro <laughs> is that recently we saw it with Dunshaw, there has been a huge overlap of crime and reality stars. Yes. So we have a new couple of criminals on our televisions, Mm-mm-mm. and that would be Todd and Julie Chrisley mm. from Chrisley Knows Best. Which I personally love. I love that show. I find it to be very entertaining. It is absolutely fake as hell. Yeah. Absolutely scripted, but I find it to be very entertaining. They're Nana. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Nana is great. Um, I thoroughly enjoy that. I know that, like, I know some people who do not like that show at all, but I personally like it. Mm -hmm. Um, But they were accused of lying to secure 30 million dollars in bank loans then later filing for bankruptcy to avoid paying more than 20 million dollars in debt wow that's big illegal (laughs) so they were found guilty and they could face up to 30 years behind bars wow 30 years wow i mean that's why people are ready to make uh, what is the word that I'm make a I don't want to say make a statement make a example out of uh, reality stars yeah so I I wouldn't be surprised if they got a pretty heavy sentence yeah I don't I don't know oh I don't see here like when the sentencing is set to begin one thing I will say is that it did feel on the show. I don't know how they made their money in real estate, I guess. Yeah, that's right? what he that, claimed. Yeah, that Todd had a real estate company. They they did look to have, like, exuberant wealth. 
and not not that I think that it's like fake I mean well now that we know it actually is fake but it did just seem like kind of weird to me that like the way the lifestyle that they lived and the clothes that they wore and the things that they had didn't necessarily match up with what I thought where I thought the money came from exactly and that's you know what exactly I mean? what people said about Jen Shaw and that's exactly what people said about Erica and Tom Girardi and look where all three of them are yeah yeah so even though I like the show I won't say that I like them you know I like I don't feel badly for them I'm not rooting for them mm-hmm. um they were found guilty I don't know if they pled guilty um so this is different from the Jen Shaw situation where right. Jen Shaw is still maintaining her innocence, her innocence. Mm-hmm. which is interesting um but now it seems that the federal police are just like having a field day going after these reality stars committing <laughs> white collar crime yeah they're like let's snatch them all yeah so I thought that that was interesting. I mean, it, it. I feel like the Chrisleys definitely had their moment, but now it's like in terms of like reality stardom, but now they're just like kind of falling by the wayside. Um, but like both their kids have careers now. I think Savannah is like an influencer, you know, she does right. that whole deal. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see next week what new reality star gets busted. Well, I told um, you the Chrysler's are really going through it because there are also allegations going around about Todd having a love affair with his male business partner in the past. So that does not surprise me at all. No, if we've you all watch been, the show, you know what I'm saying. We've all been like, Julie, are you sure that this is okay? Are you sure? Are you sure that, that this man is heterosexual? Exactly. <laughs> Because the vibes are interesting. Definitely. And, you know, no sh- no shade. Like, do you. But it's Right. Like, sir, are you happy? It is interesting. Yeah. And I wonder, like, do you feel like now that it seems that, you know, things are just kind of over for them? Do you, do you feel like now at this point that either the, bu- the business partner or someone's going to come out to confirm those rumors? um because it's like Todd's career is over now yeah I mean I guess I would imagine maybe they have them sign like NDAs or something I don't know how that applies once you're a felon though uh so maybe that like you know kind of discloses that non-disclosure yeah I feel like when it comes to the law like obviously if you know you're subpoenaed to testify or something like that and you're like "Mm, I have an NDA like I I feel like the law is gonna be like no you don't which is interesting because i know you didn't follow the amber her johnny depp case that closely um but they had a guy on there who worked for tmz who, who used to work for tmz um and he published a video of amber with what looks to like be to be bruises on her face and the question was who sent him that video to be published and he said, well, I don't want to testify to that because, you know, I have a confidentiality agreement mm-hmm. with that person. Like when you work at TMZ, you know, you have a confidentiality agreement right. to protect your sources. Your sources. Yeah. Exactly. So he said, for that reason, you know, I don't want to reveal that. So he ultimately didn't end up revealing who it was. Um, but I thought that that was a really interesting question because you have this like agreement in place and I feel like because this is a criminal case or excuse me 
this was a civil case i mm-hmm. feel like the judge was like okay whatever but if it were a criminal case maybe they would have cared more yeah i'm sure that nda would be dropped in a in a second yeah so we'll see how that plays out it, it truly is a case for the fbi here because now we have so many different court cases to track and divorces and everything so as always we'll stay on top of it because we work hard for you listeners exactly the federal beautiful investigators (laughs) the freaking beautiful investigators not to be confused with the real fbi (laughs) no Mm -mm. nope never claim to be just want to put that on the record This week's episode, we're going to talk about a documentary that was recently released on Netflix that I've been wanting to watch for a while. I remember, I don't know if it was you or someone else showed me. I think Emily told you, right? Emily told me. Maybe that's who it was. Someone definitely hipped me to this documentary that was coming out on Netflix that grabbed my attention from the Mm get-go. And it is Our Father. I love the the title. I at the at the end I was like this is a really I mean of course like I knew the title before but I was like this is really clever. Mhm. It is. It really is. It's double entendre. Yep. It's like irony like (laughs) yeah it was really interesting so I was thinking like this might be the most like cleverly named documentary that we've seen so far except for I feel like White Hot was also pretty good oh that was a good one that was a good one but it just didn't have I mean it had good meaning for like what happened but like this Mm -hmm. one just like applies to more than one dimension of the documentary right yeah 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 so our father and also if you in your head don't go who are in heaven you weren't a church kid right so i hate to break it to you <laughs> in heaven. um so our father follows the story of the obgyn dr donald klein in indianapolis and the whole thing kicks off by basically like the lead character of the documentary jacoba i hated the name oh <laughs> I wasn't entirely sure like I I obviously have never heard that name before and I like wasn't entirely sure how you're supposed to say is it like Jacob A I guess it's Jacoba but the whole thing kicked off I think she said 2014 when the whole 23andMe boom happened Uh and through the course of like a bunch of different people doing 23andMe they found out that they had a common ancestor Mm -hmm. so I guess initially she found that she had eight half siblings which originally when all of these mothers signed up to do artificial insemination they were told that whoever the donor was who was donating the sperm, they would not father more than three children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why when she saw eight, she was like, uh, what? <laughs> um, but also it's interesting. They, they said these women were under the impression that the sperm was donated by medical students. Yeah. Or residents or something like that. Yeah. 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 yeah residents, which is 
I mean, they talked about in the documentary, very different from how it is today, where everyone has to be like thoroughly vetted. You have to have a, you have to be a certain height. You have to have a certain IQ. You have to like, you can't have like family histories of like anything. Yeah. Like predispositions of anything. I don't know how they even find people to do this stuff, honestly. That like would, would fit all of the criteria. Yeah. Like who in the world literally exists on this planet that doesn't have a family member that has cancer or high cholesterol or diabetes or is overweight like I'm just like what yeah it's something on either side of your family like you know something especially now um like the age that we live in where it's like everybody has heart disease like (laughs) everybody has something going on with their heart um so from the beginning we obviously got lots of Jesus vibes mm-hmm. from Dr. Klein. Like the the producing like definitely gave us a good idea that, you know, he was Jesus-y. But by the end, I didn't realize it was going to like come full circle to be that he was so Jesus-y. Mm-hmm. You know, because in the beginning, the way that they sort of suggested it was just that like this guy was just like kind of psycho and just, you know like just did this because he was a weirdo but then come to find at the end it was like a jesus thing and he was a follower of the quiverful movement have you ever heard of that before i had never heard of it until this documentary that's what the duggars are oh yeah so it's considered a cult um and they're basically their belief is like you have as many kids as you can or you know what the what the duggars say quote unquote like as many as god gives us so basically like take over the world with your evangelical children oh god theoretically like you're just supposed to have as many kids as possible um so he followed he 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 follows that belief which i don't know how they figured that out um but that definitely is a thing and of course because i am a dugger head i was already familiar well he probably is too <laughs> oh yeah i'm sure he kind of baptized him in his back pool <laughs> oh incredible um so how did you feel about like you know when when jacoba found all this out she made she did the right thing like i would never have thought of this but to make a claim to the indiana state uh, attorney general mm-hmm. and when things didn't really go anywhere she went to a news reporter how would you handle the situation like if you found out this information what like would you know what to do like where do I report this yeah I don't know honestly like I like to think that I would try and do something but a part of me is also like would I or would I just be like oh <laughs> oh that's kind of weird yeah it's like, oh that's cool I guess if they reach out that's fine like I honestly am not sure that I would have like pushed it as far as she did. I would not have known what to do. Um, And I guess it's because she just always kind of had this feeling of like wanting to find out who her father was. And she especially was interested in like finding half siblings. Right. Um, And boy, did she ever find them. Sure enough, there's about 811 of them. And ultimately, I could not believe this because I was just like trying to keep track in my head. And I thought that was nice in the production, too, where they would do like sibling number one, sibling number 37. I tried to keep track. Ultimately, at the end, they tell us that he fathered at least verified 94 siblings, 94. 
And like when when J- Jacoba, right? Jacoba's witness. <laughs> when she was talking about how this man went into his office and masturbated into a cup and then brought that semen in and just put it inside of a woman without her knowing, I literally about dropped right then and there. I like even thinking about that makes me just want to vomit. I know. Cause it's like, it's disgusting as it is, but when you think that he had to like excuse himself and go masturbate somewhere so he could, I mean. so like it was fresh, like being in that room and not knowing that the doctor is just like right down the hall preparing to father your child. I mean, it was nice to know at the end that some of the moms and children have made legislation against that. But the fact that there was like literally nothing legally they could charge him with, like that was the craziest part to me. I know I that was the craziest part to me as well. And I it was really interesting thinking about it because. I mean, it made sense then when, you know, they weren't hearing anything from the attorney general because it wasn't like he didn't commit, he didn't commit rape. He didn't yeah. commit sexual assault. Like, nothing. like you said, there was Bad nothing. Nothing. So the only thing that they really that they were able to get him for was obstruction of justice because mm-hmm. he just refused to submit a DNA sample. Right. Which, Which I mean, like, I guess it's like she said, like she was like, I'm glad something happened, but really nothing happened. Yeah, nothing happened. He had a fully suspended sentence and he had a five hundred dollar fine. Yeah, it was like. But the, the, there were, there was one particular case that obviously hit me the most, but I also really felt for like the people who, like that one girl who her dad had like a low sperm count and he led this man to believe that even though you have a low sperm count, sir, I can make it work. And right. no, he can't, they still can't make that work. Essentially mm-hmm. what he did was he was like, I'm just going to use my own. And so this girl and her parents went through their whole life thinking, oh my God, he worked a miracle. Like right. my husband had low sperm count and he made a baby out of it. No, he didn't. No, he fucking did it. He's yeah. not your kid. Like how devastating to find out at the age of like, these kids are like 40 now. And yes, like grown. My dad is not my dad. And like the, the, their mothers are like 70 and 80. Yeah. And just like find it. Like, I think her dad said something like he ruined my life or he just like took everything away from me. And that just like broke my heart because I mean, obviously it's still like a violation and uncomfortable for these women who, you know, knew that they were getting sperm donor sperm, but it ended up being his mm-hmm. But for these families that he just straight up fucking lied to about even being able to help them. Like yes. your sperm count is so low that you can't get naturally pregnant I really can't imagine what someone could do to alter that Mm -hmm. to create a child like they literally thought that he was a miracle worker exactly exactly and I'm sure that just like completely fed even more into his already existing god complex exactly um and they didn't did they even go into like did he have a wife? Did he actually have a family mm-hmm. of his own? Like, what was his deal there? Yeah, J- Jacoba kind of mentioned it. 
Um, so he talks about how he doesn't want it to come out because he, he's been married for 50 years or something and oh, didn't want to ruin that. But I think in her testimony, which she was wild for saying all the things she knew she wasn't supposed to say. Mm-hmm. So the judge was like, for the fifth or sixth time, uh, you can't say that. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Yeah. But I think she mentioned that he had kids with her and had been lying to his own children and like that it was like disrespectful to her that he had kids with her and stuff like that I think like mm, 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 mm. and at the end they also revealed that of course there have been other doctors um that have been found to be doing the same thing am I making this number up or was it 44 um I you know I don't remember off the top of my head for some reason the number 44 is coming to my mind of how many doctors they found to be doing okay then I mean that could very well be the number I would (laughs) I would not be surprised at this point like the the case that really hit home for me and tell me if you agree was they were his friends like they went to medical school together like they hung out together spent time together and I guess him and his wife had a hard time getting pregnant she got pregnant with twin girls Mm -hmm. Dr. Klein used to come over and spend time with them hold them hang out with them he watched them grow up he did their paps and their regular gynecological my jaw dropped on the floor when they revealed that that who was I think her name was Allison she said that Dr. Klein was her gynecologist yes literally had been mortified her and if y'all already don't see where this is going yes he is the father of these twins of his friends right and they did not know like having him like you said in their house around the children like there are pictures of dr klein like holding these children which also by the way i i really wanted to know like what the medical board did after this because I'm assuming I'm really hoping because they didn't get into it that like all of his medical licensure was revoked yeah like every he's like completely banned for life forever like doing anything being a doctor ever again I'm hoping um and how, like, even remove his medical degree. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know where the boundaries are of these things with punishments. But obviously, if he can't really get punished by the law as much as, she sh- as much as he should, then certainly by, like, the medical boards. Right. <sighs> and I feel like he almost probably even took more to, like, his friend's kids that he fathered because they were twins. He was like wow look what I did like I had I created twins like I know oh my gosh like these two are special yes the like the way that he would like boast about having like healthy children disgusting when they took it on that really interesting perspective I mean I I didn't really think about it but once they brought it up about how he almost seemed to be creating like an Aryan clan yeah, so that's what, like, in addition to the Jesus vibes, I also, when watching the trailer, they mentioned something about blonde hair and blue eyes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's just a coincidence, like, if he was just quiverful and he happens to have blonde hair and blue eyes, and, you know, that's just how it goes, or if it's also, like, quiverful plus Aryan race sort of thing. Well, because I was wondering, you know, 
obviously there were some women that he didn't artificially inseminate with his own semen. So I'm just sitting here thinking like, were you picking and choosing based on what the mom looked like, who you were going to be putting your semen into to more likely ensure that you were going to have a blonde hair, blue dyed baby. That is so true. I hadn't considered that. I hadn't considered that because like genetically it makes sense. Like, especially in Indianapolis, like that's like the midwest like there's a lot of like blonde hair blue-eyed corn chuckers out there <laughs> corn chuckers <laughs> um and i've always heard too that blue eyes are like the hardest eye color to have yeah. because i think both parents they're recessive to, yeah, yeah have to carry it so that makes sense that like that's why they say it tends to be a gene of incest Ooh. so if you have blue eyes you're more likely to have incest within your family <gasps> brown eyed over here i got my hazel eyes over here girl no blue in sight <laughs> for once i feel like winning because i have brown eyes yes because right. we know these brown eyed girls are just a dime a dozen out here <laughs> but that's because we're not incestuous so exactly you heard it here first um, but that's that's really interesting what you say about like picking and choosing that had to be it because it's like obviously he in his practice he like was responsible for like like he was overseeing and the doctor of many more pregnancies than right. the ones that he actually fathered mm-hmm. so was it like just if he was in a silly goofy mood and he felt <laughs> like he was like oh she got blue eyes I got blue eyes time to make a baby Y'all know what going, what's going on. <laughs> we got them recessive genes. Let's combine them. I almost wonder if blonde hair is a recessive gene as well. I don't know. That's that's a good question. I don't, again, not blonde. Dark I was brown. Gonna say, I feel like I don't really know that many people that are genuinely naturally blonde. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I heard forever ago that like both blondes and redheaded people are just like slowly like dying out because I think it is hard to like pass that trait on. Right. I feel like I remember you telling me that and I was like. <laughs> Unless you're like Scandinavian or something, I guess. I yeah, know. right. Norway has no problem, but there's no other genes to be passing. <laughs> uh, hence the ancestral. That gene pool is more like a kiddie pool if you catch my drift. Real shallow. In mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. diversity. Um, so how did you feel? We always have to discuss this. How did you feel about like the production of the documentary? Because they had the, both interviews and the like dramatization of things. What do you think? I actually thought this was one of the best that we've seen so far. You almost couldn't tell that it wasn't real life because um, they would really incorporate a lot of shots of the actual children mm-hmm. in the scenes where there were obviously actors doing certain parts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought they did a really good job with that. You really almost like couldn't tell that it wasn't actually real life recordings. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm assuming that was like a set that they made when they were like in the office with like all of the Bible verses on the wall right. and everything. Um, I, I liked it too. I thought it's interesting. Like I'm always kind of on the fence of dramatizations because it's like sometimes like here, I, I do think it was well done, but sometimes I'll watch like the show stories of the ER on TLC and stuff. Uh-huh. And it's just like uh, terrible. 
Like it just, I don't know. I just don't rock with that. Or uh, dead asleep when they use those figurines. I forgot. About that. And now I forget about Big Booty Brook. <laughs> the wagon on that figurine. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Oh jeez! But also in in our father, they had a lot of um, interviews. Yeah, which for me just like makes or breaks it. You know, like the amount of interviews that you have, in addition to like the variety of different people that you're able to bring in. You know, if it was just like one girl, then be like, eh. But you have the one girl. You have her mom. You have all these other kids. You have the news reporter. You have law enforcement. Like you have all these different people who are willing to interview for the documentary, which I love. Yeah, I mean, I understand why, obviously, but I really wish we could have heard from Dr. Klein. But it's, yeah. it's one of those things, though, where I'm just like, why wouldn't you want to come on here and defend yourself? Yeah, and I mean, at this point, like, is there any way to defend himself anymore? I mean, he sure, I feel like he probably thinks there is. I wonder if he's dead. Do you think he's dead? Oh, I don't know. Let me look him up. Dr. Don Klein. What's your deal? Where is Dr. Donald Klein? Six feet under. Um, It appears that he's not dead. Oh, don't. <laughs> um, I don't know what his deal is. Interesting. Maybe he just is he just is like going hardcore in the church now because the church is very grateful for his work oh Oh, my gosh the the man they got to play him as an actor looks legitimately just like him i thought that too i thought that was him at first yeah that's actually crazy they i mean maybe it's his brother who knows no neck having man (laughs) (laughs) look at this photo of him can you see it Oh, oh Ew, that's spooky. I feel like the beard makes it even worse. Like, I was gonna say, like that neck beard, because it looks like his beard just like goes. It's just like down his chest. It's just beard, yeah, and then it's his chest. His chest hair just starts. <laughs> <laughs> the chest hair grows into his beard. Yeah, exactly. His chest hair. It's all chest hair. It's not even a beard. Another shitty thing too that they talk about at the end of the documentary is all of the different like disorders that the kids are suffering from autoimmune diseases which is ahem like we mentioned why they like thoroughly vet these people before they go around fathering children yes exactly and then also too like I remember like the the girl that was like one of the twins like you know she was like I have to like we all pretty much live within a 25 mile radius so I have to like tell my daughter like before you date like we gotta know who this person is because they might be your cousin yes yes oh terrible I'd, I would have to move like I couldn't just walk around my town being like someone in this grocery store could be my half sibling absolutely not and if I had children I would be like we gotta get as far away from here as possible because I don't even want you replicating with someone who is like five times removed like I don't yes That's yes too close but also, like, aren't you looking for an excuse to leave Indiana? Like, no you're just kidding. you're just dying to stay there with this terrible guy still living in your town. No kidding. Um, I'm on his Wikipedia page right now, um, and it says that he Klein has rheumatoid arthritis, which would have excluded him as a sperm donor at his own fertility clinic. Yeah. Mm. 
So he said, fuck the methods I established. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he was also in the Air Force. Hmm. Oh, good for him. Thank you for your service, Mr. Klein. <laughs> um, all right. Well, anything else that you want to add on our father? Um, I guess, you know, the only thing I kind of wanted to talk to you about and see kind of what you thought about was like a lot of them mentioned that they had like an identity crisis almost like once they found out who their father was like, like, I I don't know, like that was hard for me to like think about, like, I don't know, just as someone personally who like doesn't really know their, their dad, like, I just don't feel like I would go through that same experience. Like if I found out who he was and like mm-hmm. more about him and like those types of things, like, what do you, what do you think about it? Like, so are you, are you saying about like the hundreds of hours that they spent like investigating this dude? Yeah. Like a couple of the girls were like, I literally like, didn't know who I was anymore. Or, like why I was here. And yeah. like, I guess I was, just, I just personally couldn't understand like, that perspective so I was wondering if like you had any insight on like how you thought like you could understand where they're coming from or I I mean I can't speak to it because like I haven't had that experience but I do I feel like I would not feel the same way that they do if I were in their shoes because it's like I just believe in that like you know who your parents are is like you know kind of up to you and that like if you have adoptive parents like I would just say like okay these are my parents regardless if it's biological or not like this other man has been raising me like he's he's my father right and he also thought that he was my father for my whole life um so and you know it's not like I mean obviously their lives change but it's like you know you still you still have your family like to them they can still be your family you still have their name like you just right. you you just have this like other piece of terrible information so I personally especially because they were all like grown adults the fact that they were having identity crises was interesting but I mean you know that's their experience, I guess. But I personally would just be like, oh, yeah, that's terrible. I, but I can doesn't... understand it being traumatizing, of course. Right. But <clears throat> yeah, I'm with you. I just can't like, especially like you were just saying at the age of 40 something, like going through an identity crisis just because someone else gave the sperm. Like, it's not like you were stolen from yeah. the nursery in the hospital or I mean I could even understand having more of an issue if like you find out that your uncle was your dad and not your actual <gasps> dad like something like that I could understand more than like just finding out that someone you're from someone else's sperm I can understand that feeling weird yeah and, you know being like a little bit triggering and traumatizing but I just couldn't understand how that had them like completely questioning their whole identity and who they were and like why they were here right and like we talked about before it would be weird if obviously you grew up with that with climb being like your family friend you know and like watching you grow up but checking out your hoochie coochie at your gynecological appointments knowing that he's your father (laughs) exactly I mean that is like yeah that that has got a whole different path on 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 my mindset (laughs) that would lead to a crisis for me but you know some of the some of these women they didn't even know that like 
their parents went through artificial exactly. insemination. Yeah. So it's like, you know, to me, ignorance is bliss. You right. know, I, I, if I learned that information and like, I didn't even know that my mom, you know, used a sperm donor, I'd be like, oh, well, you know, you've lived your whole life this way. Exactly. There's no reason that you have to switch up other than, you know, being concerned that you are dating your cousin, of course. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to make sure I just like, wasn't fucking crazy. <laughs> I was like, am I good? That you weren't just like gaslighting them. Yeah, right. <laughs> or being like, at this point, you know, life is too crazy. Nothing would cause me to go into a crisis. <laughs> <laughs> if it hasn't already, then it won't. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, and you know, the good on them for like all the due diligence that they put into it in terms of like all of the research and all of the finding of the other cousins and every siblings and everything you know because who knows like if Jacoba wouldn't have done all this research or the reporter like who knows how many of those 94 have siblings like still to this day wouldn't know they wouldn't know the truth yeah absolutely um, would you recommend Our Father to a friend? I sure would. I had already seen it before you and you recommended it or you asked and I recommended it. I would recommend it to others. Oh, that is very true. Very true. I feel like I would recommend it to others as well. Um, but it does kind of stink because it's one of those documentaries where it's like, you know, exactly if you watch the trailer, like, you know, the right story like nothing yeah. there's there's you know no crazy twists or anything like that it's just you know if the storyline interests you then watch it and they'll you know go through much more detail of like what happened mm-hmm. um but it, like you know documentaries like this where it's just like you know what you're getting into yeah here's the story if you like it you like it if you don't you don't right yeah um but I I thought it was well done um like we talked about with the production I thought that was good it definitely Mm -hmm. held my attention for the most part but yeah it wasn't like I mean my jaw dropped when that girl revealed that he was her gyno so I guess that may be a twist (laughs) um but I mean you know just hearing like the terrible stories but it I mean pretty much exactly what I thought it was going to be yeah I agree. It's like, I would probably give it like a seven or eight out of 10. If you think that the plot sounds interesting, then yeah, I'd absolutely recommend it. I enjoyed it, but you're not going to be like sitting on the edge of your seat waiting to hear what happens next. (laughs) (laughs) I would agree with you with the seven or eight. Um, All right. So anything else before we wrap up? No, ma'am. All righty. Well, that will do it for episode 21. Thank y'all as always for listening. Um, so next week, Cassie and I have already decided what we're going to be watching. Do you want to reveal it or keep it a surprise? Um, or hint at it. Yes, it is in honor of Pride Month. Yes, yes. This is a documentary on Netflix um, that we will be watching. Neither of us have seen it before. Um, that we will watch in in celebration of Pride Month. So obviously, it is LGBTQ centered. So there, there you go. There's your hint. Do your research. Yes, y'all can figure it out. You are shiny, bright people. So DM us your guesses. Yes. <laughs> 
Um, so speaking of which, if you want to hit us up on hit us up on Instagram. We are at a case, the number four, the FBI, or you can send us an email, a case, the number four, the FBI at gmail.com. If you listen to us on Spotify or Apple podcasts, please give us a five star rating if you're enjoying us. And as always, let your friends know, let your fellow reality star junkies know that you have in your life. If there's anything that y'all feel like we are sleeping on, any crazy new things out there, let us know because we are always hunting for new things to watch. Yes. Um, I'm thinking we might take a turn soon and go like old school TLC, maybe. (gasps) What? That would be fun. That would be fun. Like, gosh. like some John and Kate plus eight. <gasps> I've never watched it. Seriously? Yeah, I've never <gasps> seen it. That honestly, that's such a great idea because it's so iconic. And so that it, that would be awesome if we watch. I I <laughs> eat, I ate, slept, and breathed John and Kate plus eight. We'll do like a throwback Wednesday, way back when Wednesday. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. We'll definitely have to look into that for sure. I'm de- count me in. Um, <laughs> if y'all have any other throwbacks that you want us to watch, um, maybe some Teen Mom or something like that. Oh that my might be god, fun. I love Teen Mom. Yeah, we can watch some Teen Mom. Gosh, I mean, you want to talk about the golden era of reality TV? Oh my gosh, I know. Um, or we could watch on TLC right now. There is a teen mom-esque show called Unexpected, um, which is pretty, pretty great. Sad, of course, because there are these poor 18-year-olds that think that they are grown adults and they're not, and they have child, so. Hate to see it. (laughs) The tale is old as time, but it gets me, I'm in every time. Oh my God. Maybe we could even do a series about oh. like the OG teen moms or something. Like, yeah, I can't remember if Leah's an OG one, but like, you know, like I think she is. Like talking about like her on the show, where she is now. <gasps> we could do like different ones. That could be kind of fun. That would be really fun. Do like a little research. We we could watch like they're sixteen and pregnant. Yeah, and then like yeah, do a where are they now thing. Yes, that would be fun. You guys, let us know what you think. We're literally coming up with this stuff on the spot. Yes, but I know there are tons of Team Mom fans out there, especially people who are like our age. Our age, yeah. Watched that was it. Like you came to school and you were like, "Did you watch Team Mom last night?" Yes, and knew all about Leah and Gary and their latest fight and Macy, and Crackhead Ryan, and all the rest. Way back when Wednesday. I love it. Um, So yeah, so won't do it next week, but possibly in the coming weeks, we will definitely do that. Yes, let us know if you'll have interest. Even if you don't, me and Kristen might have enough to just do it on our own. (laughs) We're like, we don't care. At the end of the day, it's our podcast. We do what we want. Exactly. we do like to please people every now and again. Okay. So we do what we can. All right, y'all. Well, that will do it for this week's episode, episode 21. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And we look forward to talk to you, <laughs> talk talking. talking to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.